podcast what's good oof man i have like i don't know if it's like it's an endorphin or just a memory lane super amazing thoughts um that i want to share because oh man this is i just got back from this ride and i'm in rochester new york where it all started for me um finding cycling falling in love with racing I don't even know if I could say I fell in love with training yet. Like at first, I was really hungry, not for the accolades, but for the upgrading. I really wanted to be in the Cat 1 races. I remember doing a Cat 3 crit that I won and seeing ones and twos warming up and being like, the only reason I care about winning this race is to be in that race. Um, That's a whole other topic of sandbagging i give a lot of my friends crap when they're like i just want to i want to wait to upgrade to to do this other race so i can win the cap four state championship I'm like no dude upgrade down go give yourself a shot at winning the cat three one like get points keep getting better keep being in the hardest race don't win the race that you know you can win that's not a challenge and that's also i don't really think fair to the other guys that are there who might only be cat four lifers like that's just some people's fate you know, it's, if you have the ability to race something better, you should do it. Even if it means you don't win it, you'll end up better. But anyways, that's not why I want to talk about this one. I get a lot of emails that are like, hey, man, I've been training for a while. I look back and it's like three years. Hey, man, I've been putting in my time racing. It's like four seasons. I want to say I'm not winning enough. Da, 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 da. And it's not complaining. It's people hungry. And I love that. I mean, I think if you're most people are adult athletes or people that are out of college and just starting their career and still trying to be athletic, I think it's a really good quality to want to win. But there's also a lack of patience. You don't win at speed chess, which is cycling, if you don't play a lot of games. And you can look at people's a guy said to me one time, dude, you <laughs> I've heard you say before that you need experience, so I actually took the time to look back at your race results. You talk about Tour Bat and Kill a lot. That was in your third season. You got on the podium with Jesse Anthony. That You didn't race that much before that. I said, look closer. How many races are done before then? There's about 50. 50! That's so many races for a lot of people. People that do eight races in a year, that's not a lot. It seems like a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot and it's continuity. And the reason I want to post this podcast is today I rode on, I I can't remember the first time I was in a break, but Genesee Valley Cycling Club in upstate New York in Rochester has these training races. I remember it was my second race and Mike Minerva, who was the... He was actually, I would call him my first coach. He passed me on to Jason Hillemeyer. But he was the first guy that helped me, that showed interest in me of getting better. And he was helping us cat fives to learn racing. And so I got there, and this was the middle of the summer. So these guys had already been racing. He said, guys, people keep leaving this to be a sprint. Mike was all about like attack, like, you know, figure yourself out, know what you can do, learn yourself in the race, but also like, don't just be a blob till the end of the race because there's this one guy, Nick Zito, Nick, Nick's going to out sprint everybody. And I was like, who the hell is this Nick dude? I don't even know if I can sprint, but screw Nick. I'm taking Nick down. Nick actually, we became teammates and he was our sprinter, but 
that conversation, I was like, so wait, okay, don't take a sprinter to the line. So when do you get rid of this guy? Like I had no idea. Like, well, how do you get rid of a sprinter? What does that mean? When do we attack him? Da, 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 da. And it's reps. Do you do reps in the gym? You do intervals of reps. You got to practice the racing. And if you don't have training races, but you have a group ride, figure out some some race scenarios that are not just a 30 second sprint most group rides there's a town line or there's a stop sign and it's like 30 seconds full gas there's not enough thought that goes into that there is some micro like okay when are people going to jump whose wheel do i follow all very important stuff to practice sprinting a lot of it is timing but the other thing today we were riding down the mending course and for people that have done it before the last right-hand turn, there's like an uphill, there's like an uphill punch. And then it kind of is like a false flat. It's hard to get away there, but you can. But then you come around this right-hand turn and the straightaway, I should have like seen how long it was. Full gas, if you're with like four or five guys, I want to say is probably... 30 seconds together, 40 seconds. Like you can see the finish way down, but you go down a slight descent. It's not even a descent. It's like maybe negative one or 2%. Then there's a little kicker that like, if you lead into that, someone can jump over you, but then it like drops down and comes back up again. So it's all this like, how do you get over that first hump fast enough, but not totally blow your whole sprint? Cause you're going to have to some, have some kick at the end. And as I'm riding on the course with Rouge Rob, one of my OG first training partners, I could like my brain went back to like the adrenaline of being like, okay, this last five minutes, how is this playing out? And you know, you do this course a few times a year. Um, you do other training courses. Like if you don't have training races when you are new and that you can go to every week, find something like that where there's like a two mile stretch. There is a guy, I only got to do one of these and I don't know if they do them a lot. Um, and I'll make a comment on this, but there's a guy, shout out to Tyler Kenyon in Memphis. I got asked one time I hit him up, I'm like, yo, what are you guys doing for riding? Or maybe I hit up Scott Rollins and they're like, yo, we're doing this, this team ride. Feel free to come. There's some hot spots, and the hot spots were far. Like, hey, it starts here. And you know, they all would be like, this is, they've done this route before, but it was far enough that like, dude, if a dude took off, you know, you had maybe a seven or eight minute effort to get to the end. And then it's like, well, do we chase him now? Do we wait? Da, da, da. There were a lot of decisions that had to be made. It wasn't just like, okay, we're going to turn this corner. Everybody go and we're going to go. And it, like, it's to that next sign in a minute and a half. It was an awesome ride. There were a lot of teachable moments. I think we all learned something on that ride. It was a great like pre-race, get my brain back into thinking about racing activity with that group. The one thing that amazes me about Memphis and this isn't a diss, it's just a comment. There are so many talented cyclists and they all only ride with their own team. Maybe I had like a stinky kit, but I never got asked to ride with people. I would have to ask and they would be like, oh, let me check with my like team leader and da da da. I'm like, dude, is this, is this a, like a bike summit that I need admission to? Or are you guys just trying to rip and have a training ride? And hey, there's no races yet. Like, let's go hard. There are so many strong dudes there, but they all ride by themselves. And I don't know. And this, this again... Maybe this is just some introspection. Like sometimes I feel like guys want to ride in smaller groups because they know they can flex. 
I totally get the team ride thing. Build camaraderie. To do it every week when you have all these other amazing people in your town, like, just always surprise me. There's some great open roads on the east side there. Um, and I just made me think of, like, coming back to Rochester, it's a 250... I have to... I'm going to go tomorrow night. I'm going to have to see how many people are in this club still. It used to be about over 200 people. And it was just like, let's make each other better. And so the reason I'm posting this, if you don't have that, maybe that is the torch that you carry. It will no doubt make you faster. You know, I know Nashville has GSD. Um, they have a crit series. Um, you know, they could always turn a crit, maybe do it up north group ride. That would be, there's a lot of people in Nashville that love to road race. Um, they have the train, they have the roads, you know, if somebody's listening to this, put that together. You will get so much better at racing with reps. And so of course, tomorrow night is in Riga. I think it's like the least fun course, <laughs> but as the OG Todd Chesky always says, it's not the course, it's the racers that make the race. So so that's a good thing. I got to think if I'm, I was, I'm pretty damn tired right now. I'm like, do I ride over to this thing? It's 40 miles. Maybe I could ask my dad to pick me up after because I don't think I have 40 miles plus a race plus 40 miles back. Or maybe I should just go crush myself. It's the end of the season. I really don't have any races that I care about left. Uh, let me rephrase it. I shouldn't say it that way. Uh, any races where if I went and didn't perform well, I wouldn't be crushed. You know, the last one, Tennessee State road race. That was a bummer, but we've moved on from that. Maybe next year. And it's been a great season, but it just, man, being back home, it's the first time I've ridden here since 2016. And, oh man, was full on racing in 2015. It's crazy. I'm just having like all these crazy memories back to just not being so new i mean 2009 sounds like such a long time ago but when i think about it 12 seasons ago man i still hope i'm doing this in 12 seasons and thinking of where i will go from here and who i'll race with who i'll train with who i'll meet the places we'll go the places i'll come back to you know just in the reality of it is at some point in time i'll probably come back to blowing rock like whoa remember this place I don't think we'll be there forever. Who knows? Maybe we will be. But I kind of like being nomadic and seeing new roads. But it is a darn good home base. I love no traffic. So patience. You got to put in the reps. And I will still be super polite and delicate when you're brand new. But when you're three years in, you're like, why am I not super amazing? You just haven't put the time in yet. I remember doing my first Cat 1 race. And granted, yes, I did upgrade quickly. So it was just a lot of new. Like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm racing really fast people. I just didn't know enough about bikes yet. But I still think that was really good. Like throw yourself in the deep end. You'll figure it out. And then... When you're like three years into that, you're going to think you know a lot of stuff and you're going to look back three years later and be like, oh my God, I was such a little baby. I was such a, such a newbie. 
And I still think that about myself. I think every year I look back, uh, you know, I think the biggest, the result, I always talk about Fort McClellan coming in behind Greg Henderson in 10th. That was seven years into a ton of races. I think I've done over 250 races now and I'm still getting better at it because I still, there's always a way to get better. So if you're listening to this and you're three to four years in, you are barely in. If you are a year and a half in and you're complaining because your FTP has stalled or something, just keep after it. It will get better one day at a time. It's your depth. Like look at any pro rider. The longer they're in the game, the better they get experience and endurance sports you cannot physiologically change as much as you can change in three years let's freaking get it